the college football experience week seven season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. At sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download it. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Football experience week seven preview and picks episode. If you haven't listened to, if you're just joining in, go back and listen to the other seven because we do have week zero covered in there. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. <laughs> oh, man, I love this. Is this week seven or week eight? Seven. Seven. It's seven. You know, it's week seven. Don't get seven. ahead of yourself. Oh, I always try to get ahead of myself because uh, I'm constantly picking winners. This guy, he picks a few winners. He doesn't do it as good as me, <laughs> I like to think. But give it up for my co host, Farmer. Former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well, how you doing, pal? I realized where I was confused there. ESPN has week one containing both week zero. Ah, uh, you tried to. You one. see, you tried to fuck with me. All uh, right, we are joined by third man in the booth. Give it up for the DFS guy himself. The rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free life giving. Farmer, farmer, heard the basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. And I am not confused. I am ready to roll, man. My mind is clear. <laughs> Good round, you're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round, you're losing. You're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. There's no place that better services 
my appetite than Pizza Hut. <laughs> How did that How many guy? times have you heard that? It still cracks you up. <laughs> How did I that guy Colby win? Chuckling over here. By the way, Pizza Hut's not giving us any money, uh, but but they should. They should with with me playing these gems for them. <laughs> All right, folks. Like I said, we, first off, go out, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the College Football Experience, because our season preview series jumps off, kicks off, bounces off, whatever the hell you want to say, starts. June 10th. That's right around the corner. We're going to have a, a solo podcast for every single FBS team in the land. That's 131 different episodes. Might even have a FCS episode in there for you, but we're definitely going to have some 2.0s out there. Maybe get some guests, but subscribe to the college football experience on Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify, YouTube though. Why not? Look, I know uh, it, it's great to have the podcast, but you can also view us. All right. You can view Patty sees JMU Duke's hat. You can view, you know, NC Nick and his Appalachian. Oh no, he doesn't. He, he switched hats. He had an Appalachian stat, state hat on earlier. I wear many hats. Yeah. yeah anywhere he lays his hat is his home apparently. <laughs> um, but here we are guys. Uh, we were seven weeks in go back. We did this for week zero. We did this for week one, two, three, four, five, six. And now here we are week seven of the college football season. We break down every week of the college football season. We break down every team of the college football season. We talk college football year round. We've been doing this for years. Subscribe and tell a friend. All right. If you want to see three good looking guys wearing hats, I mean, where else are you going to turn to? <laughs> That's true. I'm sure, you could probably find That's a right. lot of places. And and believe it or not, none of us are bald. None of us are bald yet. Uh, I'm sure I'm on the train to get there. receding. Yes. 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 Bald. I got completely bald. Not. I got yet. like that 1995 Atlanta Hawks Kevin Willis receding hairline, where it's like, do I do I do I chop it or do I no? Yeah, I'm just gonna keep. You're not bald till you bick it. <laughs> <laughs> See, Patty C's got a wise move too. Go clean shave and you look younger. Mm, That's right. Baby mm, face. I see what you're doing over there, Patty. Yeah. Uh well, look, here we are. <laughs> last time we did this two weeks ago, because you know, uh last week we had to do a little audible. Uh I had the first pick. So now I have the second pick. Patty C moves to pick three. NC Nick is at pick one. And if you're brand new, listen to us. What we do is we rattle off the 30 best games of each week. We break down why we think they're the best games and it, you know, spice it up and talk about the, you know, the college football week seven, essentially. So here we are. NC Nick is on the clock. And with that, well, I know at least Dundee is going to disagree with me here. And when, when, you know, before we started recording, I mentioned that it was kind of hard to pick one game this week because there's no like clear cut best game. There's decent depth overall this week, but no, like, you know, really blockbuster games up top. But so anyway, with all that said, I am going to go out your way guys to the pack 12 USC at Utah for me. Like I I've been saying it, you know, in all these previews, USC is must watch football. And at Utah is always a very tricky game. In fact, the Utes are three and one uh, versus USC over the last four in Salt Lake City. Plus, they won in LA last year, 42 26. This game has uh, serious implications. I mean, it could be for the, it, it could be the, the Pac 12 championship game. I would say to, to make it there, but this year, both these teams, even though they're in the South, could make it 
in the Pac-12 championship game, right? That is true. That is true. And I, you know, this is one of the things I think Lincoln Riley is going to have to deal with. I think the Pac-12 and ACC more so than any other conference have this thing where you go to crazy terrains, especially Pac-12 more than any Power 5 conference. Definitely. You can play one week in a monsoon in Oregon or Washington. Uh, and then in the hot ass desert in Tempe or at altitude in Salt Lake City or Boulder, it, it, it is a it is a very vast difference uh, of where you're playing. Now and it's think, only mid October, so you don't have to worry about snow or anything yet. Prop most. No, likely. I don't know. I mean, it's you can still. You get never snow. know. Yeah, uh, you never know. But shit, it snowed in Colorado not. like a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're in June. I mean, <laughs> but uh, dude, this is a great game every year. Like I said, Utah's kind of had their number recently. Last year, Cam Rising, the quarterback, threw for over three hundred and three touchdowns on the Trojans, uh, and uh, it could be the the first of maybe two games this year if they also meet in the championship game. So great uh, game here! I think. You know what? I think I was under. Yeah, I think you're right. And another thing that I think is very interesting about this matchup: Lincoln Riley's teams at USC and even back to East Carolina, they weren't very physical. Well, at guess Oklahoma. what? I'm, I'm sorry, at Oklahoma and, and East Carolina. Uh, well, guess what? Kyle Whittingham's teams are physical. So I think it's a complete contrast in styles as far as physicality and kind of like a finesse team. I can't wait to see this rivalry over the next couple of years, let alone this matchup in Salt Lake City where Rice Eccles will be packed for this one. Patty, see your thoughts on USC at Utah. Uh absolutely uh massive game. I like your comment about the contrast of styles. Obviously, Oklahoma under uh Lincoln Riley's throwing the ball all over the place. Um, expect more of the same with the quarterback transfer coming through and the, the, the skill position being stacked. Uh, they're going to face a tough defense up in the mountains. I mean, yeah, it's a great look. Utah smacked them in Los Angeles last year by 16. I don't think uh, USC is ready for this yet, but it's a pretty big litmus test for, uh, I think Utah is going to win this game. Yeah. I Nick, think so. who do you got winning this? Uh, first off, I think USC has a decent chance of being undefeated coming into this game, which would make the stakes that much higher. I do have Utah winning this game, pulling off the upset. Mm, we'll mm. see if uh, college football has the same thing that the NFL has going on. When when the uh, national championship is in Los Angeles, do they get the boost? Do d- does uh, perhaps the league perhaps. cheat for them? <laughs> um, just so just so just quickly here. I mean, is the question is is USC undefeated? And that's a huge question. We don't know what to well, expect. Well, because Stanford here. gives them a hard time too. I feel like left and right that is yeah. at Stanford, and they also have home games. Well, they have two tough road trips at Stanford, at Oregon State, and then home games against Arizona State and Washington State. But I'm telling you, there's a chance come mid October that they're still undefeated. I got him at five and one at this point. At best, probably. Maybe this not is still a game go. with major implications for the Pac-12 championship because Definitely. if Oregon or or whoever Washington went to power, you know, uh, or or Chip Kelly at UCLA is able to take that spot, very huge game going at Salt Lake City. And I think you might have been right with this play there, NC Nick. But uh, all right, uh, well, well, let's hop on into uh, what pick two. I'm taking you to the big house where look, Penn state gets Ohio state in happy Valley, right? Penn state has had a track record of kind of playing them incredibly close or perhaps knocking them off. If Penn state were to do that, this would be a very, very critical game in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan here, Penn state at Michigan. 
Sign me up. This was a, a and last year. I'll be honest. Last year, I thought Michigan was going to lose this game while watching this. You know, Michigan with like I feel like before the fourth quarter started, I I felt pretty damn good that Penn State was going to win this game. Michigan Penn State was back. up three with about five minutes left. Yeah, I thought they were going to win this game. So, uh, but but Jim Harbaugh found a way to get it done. Now this is in uh, you know Ann Arbor, the big house. We'll see how how it shakes out for uh, for for Harbaugh. But this is a huge game within the 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 Big Ten and within college football. Penn State at Michigan. Nick, your thoughts? It is a great game, and and you know the one thing you haven't you haven't mentioned yet is Penn State has a bye coming into this game, mm. which I think could be huge. Uh, Michigan does not. Michigan is coming off of a of a trip of actually two back to back road trips at Iowa and at Indiana before this Penn State game. So yeah, I mean I think that's huge. Uh, Michigan's bye is actually following this game. So that helps Penn State's calls. I still don't know what to expect from Penn State and Clifford. You know, do, can they go on the road and knock off Michigan? I mean, sure they yes. can. This game is close every year, but you have to favor Michigan at home. But yeah, it's a good game. I had it ranked as my number two. But, you might have had it as your number one. You know, differing minds. I mean, you know, we we, we can differ on that, but uh, it's it's a great game. Well, it's right up there. And the last time they uh, first off, Michigan leads the series fifteen to ten all time. But the last time they played in Ann Arbor, Penn State won twenty seven seventeen in two thousand twenty. There you go. So, uh, you know, and actually they've won, they've won three of four in, in, in Ann Arbor, Penn state has. So I just feel this game is like close every year. It's always, you know, close, you know, good finishes, close games. Yeah. Great game. That, that is true. I mean, there's only really been two blow. No, there's been, there was three blowouts in the past 10 years, but yeah, the rest were all pretty, pretty damn close. Uh, Patty, see your thoughts, Penn state at Michigan. I mean, we're going to see if, uh, Michigan loaded up the non-conference with absolute crap. I guess they only have three since they're men and play. Yeah, it's game. a pathetic out of conference schedule. Yeah. Absolutely pathetic. Home against Colorado schedule. State, home against Hawaii, home against UConn, and then Maryland. So then they finally get tested with a road test at Iowa. Uh, but Indiana was crap again last year. I don't care if that's a, the second end of the back-to-back road. It's going to be a little harder, but I expect them to win that five and one. Probably Michigan. Meanwhile, Penn State. Uh, Decently forgiving beginning of the schedule, you know, depending on how they do at Purdue, they, they should have maybe one loss. And so this could be massive, not only in the national standings, but obviously in the division race, uh, whoever comes out of this is obviously going to be the challenger for Ohio state down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, you can't really write off Michigan state at this point either. I can um, <laughs> write them off. Yeah. <laughs> write them off. We do it every uh, year. Yeah. Two, this is definitely two of the best three teams. In 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 yeah. the uh, division, definitely. And by the way, Patty, see, I hit on Michigan State on the over last year. All right, there it is. So I hit. You're not a yeah. you're not a full hater. Uh, all right, uh, Patty C is now on the clock. Well, it might not have massive national implications, but it it certainly has uh, coastal implications. Uh, I could probably take you to the other side of the ACC for another big game. Uh, potentially, but I think this one will determine in all likelihood, you know, one of the top two teams in the ACC coastal, if not the top team. And it's a great rivalry game. We're talking about the Miami hurricanes going to the Virginia tech Hokies, uh, Brent pry without all the distractions that Justin Fuente was dealing with might have a nice year. Um, Virginia tech is still a talented football team. And uh, I, 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 uh, maybe this is a little high. <laughs> I think it's a little high, but but 
you know. Hey, Colby, is this 2005? I swear. I mean, I what swear. A, none of these other games have LSU at Florida? What, they both go six and six last year? I mean, what did what, didn't Virginia Tech go six and six? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Miami six and is seven, I think, right? Miami is being uh, is projected to have is they're the favorite at this point for the coastal, I believe. If not, I'm not mistaken. All right, by 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 fools by default by fools. <laughs> yeah. I'll well, take I'll I mean, take Pitt to beat them again. I don't know. I mean, you know, one note I had here was that you know who is the favorite in the coastal? We're talking about the coastal. Why not these yeah. two teams? So it could be a good game, and you know. Uh, I don't know. I should, I'm just. I was scrambling here. I'm still trying to get organized. I thought we were on week eight, week seven. I got my little mi- list mixed up. It, here. It's so a fun rivalry. I it is a it. fun rivalry. It, it it was better about 15 years ago, especially when they were still in the Big East. Those games were were awesome. It has yeah. every personal year. flavor for me too. I like. I like. Oh, and Lane Stadium will be rocking. It's the U has won two in a row, including a one point win in Blacksburg in 2020. But I agree. I think this is a fun game. It's going to be close. It's going to be competitive. So, yeah, I I, I don't have it ranked quite as high, but it still <laughs> should be a great game. Yeah, I would have had it. I mean, I would have had it in the next couple of plays. I'll put it like that. Okay, so it's not terrible, but I do think it's Florida LSU has been some wild games. Yeah. So I, I think that'll probably those be, are certainly two big. Let's say this: it, this it wasn't in my top five. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but I don't think there are a ton of other games that are absolute home runs. There are some good True. games. True. And true. Miami leads this series 24 to 15. Uh, but, and, and really surprisingly uh, Miami, even though they haven't been great this past decade, they uh, they're what I think the what seven and three in the last 10 against Virginia tech. It's not like, it's not like the Hoagies have been great either. <laughs> it's true. But I feel like Virginia tech's been better in the past decade, probably than Miami. Miami had a couple of really bad seasons know, where they were losing to Florida international and law tech been struggling for a while. So I don't know. A little high, a little high. My apologies. No, you're well, good. Well, we keep you're it going. Uh, all right, NC Nick, you are on the clock. Well, it is the game that you just mentioned there a little while ago. It is LSU at Florida because this game is fun every year. The all-time series, 33, 32, and wow. three. Yeah, this crazy. This should, this should be. I think you can make a case for it being number one. I, I think Penn State, Michigan is better, and I think USC, Utah makes sense, especially for this year. But you can also spin it to the fact of two brand new coaches facing each other. So, and and I don't know if you know this, Napier thought he was going to get the LSU job. LSU never called. Mm. So oh. <laughs> this is this is a uh, and then I mean if you add in hey, Harry, you never called. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dumb and Dumber. Uh, but then when you add in the other factor. You guys remember you had the cleat incident where the guy threw the cleat, yeah. and, uh, you know, then you also have the hurricane incident a couple of years ago. Uh, there was a hurricane and LSU wanted to play a, a, wherever the hurricane was. I forget if it was in Gainesville or Baton Rouge. They wanted to, to move the home to the other stadium and they oh, didn't want right. to do it. So it was a real, it got, it got chippy between athletic directors. That's right. So, I so, so just look at the, just look at the last two games, 49 to 42 and 37 to 34 LSU won both times. They're winners of four out of the last five, but these games are always kind of wacky. Something crazy happens. Uh, these, th- this is a game that, you know, if, if you're looking at the top, I don't know, 25 games of the season, usually this one's one of them. That's Granted, why it should, it should be higher. It should, it, well, it might yeah. even well, mean it, you be, yeah. 
it would have been higher if Florida was better last year, if they had higher projections this year and LSU is kind of a question mark too. So that's why it's a little bit lower this year, but most seasons, this is number one. If this is the, the uh, slate this week. Yeah. That or Penn state, Michigan. Do we expect both of these teams to be almost undefeated coming into this game? I think LSU has a road trip to Auburn, which would be maybe the only game they're the dog in. And then Florida gets Utah coming to town. Uh, who's favorite in that? Uh, did they, I, I thought it was a short, fa- I think, uh, I think, uh, Florida was like, like a, a two point favorite or something, yeah. two and a half point favorite. Other than that, depending on whether the favorite at it was a pick a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned it was, a that's pick-em. right. That's right. Yeah. Actually, I think you're right. I don't, so don't quote me on the two and a half then Florida should be at least like three and two, maybe four and one coming into this game. And you'd expect LSU to be five and one coming into this game. So, um, or I guess Florida wouldn't have had a buy. So four and two. It could be, I mean, the stakes will certainly be there. I do like that. This is their, you know, this is probably go away soon, but they're cross division rivals. There's something about, I don't know if you would consider it a Louisiana peninsula, but they're both weird. The cultures <laughs> of both of these States are weird. And so the, the, the cross division rivalry to kind of be a peninsula thing, it kind of works here. The All cultures right. are, are, are new Orleans, LSU. Awesome. Gainesville, Florida. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some, there are some weird people on both sides of it. Let's be honest. Maybe that's just me watching season one of uh what was that? Uh, uh, true detective. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I always have a good time. Really? I've gotten hammered at both these States. I always had a good time. Uh, all I li- right. I like them too. I like them too. I love them. I'm well, just joking as well. Take it easy. Florida guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. Well, I'm on the clock, folks, and I'm taking you to who take me to East Lansing, Michigan. Both my my first Ooh. games. Big Ten, Colby. Yeah, let's. Uh, really? look. Well, here's my angle on this. Midnight Mel Tucker. He played at Wisconsin. Played at Wisconsin. The Badgers I, are coming I, I to didn't town. Know that. And get this, the Badgers have won three of four in this series, and some of them have been ugly, including the last two matchups where Wisconsin won thirty-eight nothing and thirty to six. This is a big one here. The last two times they've been uh, in East Lansing, well, I'm sorry, the last time they were in East Lansing, Wisconsin won. The previous two, Michigan State won, and those were close, close games. So give me a little old rock fight. Heavy run, Wisconsin at Michigan State. I know NC Nick's ready to talk shit about my pick and go. No, I mean I didn't have it this high. I had a several games higher, but it's a decent game because the two teams don't play very often. Uh, just three times since that big uh, 2011 Big Ten championship game. But you mentioned the blowouts of of late. I don't know if you're trying to state your case for or your case against. I don't know. Uh, but no, I, I don't expect to blow out this time. Uh, and really, I mean, if you look at it, this is a part of a tough stretch of games for Sparty. They have Ohio state and Wisconsin at home, a bye, and then they go at Michigan. Yeah, that's a, I mean, in four weeks to have those three teams, at least two of them are at home, but I'm probably on the Badgers here, but no, I expect a close game should be fun. A little high. 
but not too mm, bad. Mm. Graham Mertz for everybody, right? <laughs> I'm buying his T-shirts. It's right tough to say this is too high. I mean, yeah. What do you mean? What is definitely one, better than this? One a New Year's Six game last year. The other one's probably the favorite to, I don't know, get the second New Year's Six spot for the Big Ten this year. I Michigan don't know. State's not that good. Yeah. I agree, um, and and is and Wisconsin. You guys were saying that under Chris, the the, the program's slipping a little bit. Yeah, they're uh, still a good program, though. I don't necessarily are. believe that, but I just they're ahead of Virginia Tech. The rest of the Big Ten <laughs> West has come up, I, and I had this game higher, also. So. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, I, I admit it. It was a little high. Look, w- d- way to deflect that blame, Colby. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming at me. I want to pass it around over to Patty. <laughs> Uh, I did look at this. It's surprising. I'm looking now. They played basically every year up until 1996 on an annual basis. Since then, it's been a little less frequent. I did look back. Michigan State has had different season ending rivals here and there throughout their history, but Wisconsin, I want to say in like the 70s and 80s, was their season ending rival. So uh, there is some old bad blood when this round you added the fact Tucker played at Wisconsin. Ooh. Yeah. Probably does, some does recruiting. I mean, do, do, do people even know that? Like I had no idea he does. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Your boy Dundee. That's why you're rocking with DJ <laughs> Dundee here. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's, let's continue on this journey. Patty C. Oh boy. Okay. So we were talking about this one online earlier today. Someone uh, basically taking a dump on Auburn, maybe rightfully so, but they did play well in some good games uh, last year. Obviously, the Alabama game being their most impressive uh, performance in a losing effort. They are going to a team they beat last year uh, in Ole Miss. Is Lane Kiffin with the new quarterback still going to have another ten and two season in the SEC West? We don't know, but well, will Brian be, Harson be coaching this game? Yeah, that's a good question. Although I felt like Auburn's schedule was pretty forgiving up front. Let me double check that. Um, yeah, they're at home. I think got, their first five. They got games. Penn State yeah. coming to town. That's one big one I know. But dude, Auburn's Ooh, won no, six it's in not. a row. Gosh, they yeah. have a tough front end of the slate. Auburn. Yeah, they have. They're, they're, they don't play a road game until like October twelfth or something. Yeah, but they have LSU, Georgia uh, at Georgia and at Ole Miss in three straight weeks. Uh, yeah. Okay. Brutal. That's fair. Um, yeah, and and that Georgia game is, is like you said is is at Georgia and it's the second of a back to back. This game here is and they won so at said, Georgia said, at Ole Miss is tough. Yeah, you're you, catching a body blow on the road and then you got to go to Ole Miss. And you said right. they've won six in a row against six the, the six Rebels. in a row against Ole Miss. Can so Lane, Lane Train get one? That's it. I mean, that's that's you know, it's almost a must win. Figuring that Ole Miss is at home. In order for you know them to reach like the the heights that that they have in their sights, and they have to win this game. They're at home, and Auburn is in the second of a back to back. So this is a game that I had higher than both Miami, Virginia Tech, and Wisconsin, Michigan State, because of uh, Auburn's you know dominance of late. That's crazy. I had it further down. <laughs> I mean, I would expect uh, Ole Miss to come into this game six and zero. And then, uh, you know, so if they get this one at home against Auburn, seven and zero going into back-to-back weeks at LSU and A and M, so absolutely massive for them to get that because you'd fully expect them to drop one of those uh, on the back-to-back road there. So if they're going to stay alive for the SEC West race, then they absolutely need this. Then they get the bye before Alabama off that, so they could be in position. But this is a must-win. 
It is. It is. All right. Before we get to NC Nick's next pick, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's fifty dollars. Uh, essentially, you bet fifty dollars, win two hundred dollar promotion, where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. Plus, they have the ultimate fantasy football experience right now. Bet. Uh, five hundred dollars or more on sports or cas- or, or the casino uh, before J- July thirty first, two thousand twenty two, and get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two night stay at Win Resorts uh, for you and your entire league. How great is that? They'll send your whole league there. Multiple entries allowed. And get this, you can party with DJ Diesel. Yes, I'm talking about Shaq Fu, Shaquille O'Neal there. Uh, all users can bet uh, $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend DJ Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal performance at Encore Beach Club, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel. Huh? How about that? There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get started today. All for subject to change. Terms and conditions apply at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I wonder if DJ DJ is going to play. Do you want me to shoot it? Or do you want me to pass it? Or do you want me to slam it in the middle of that DJ set? <laughs> Is that a uh, so. can't stop the rain from the Kazam soundtrack? <laughs> no, it's oh, was, uh, I heard DJ Diesel like five times. <laughs> yeah, DJ Diesel. Uh, the man, I thought, yeah, I, I, it's classic, classic right there. All right, all dude, right. Shaq, Shaq seems like a fun dude to, to party with. Oh, for sure, for sure. He, he seems like a, he. First off, he seems like an all-around good dude, which is. Kind of, you know, surprising when you get to that level of fame. Yeah, yeah. I know some stories about Shaq. <laughs> oh, maybe not. I, I mean, it's not bad. It's just what you would expect when you get to that level. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, he's yeah. A good. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a good guy, but I mean, it's not. He's not an angel. <laughs> I'll put it that well, way. No one is. Yeah, right? No one's an angel. Who and wants if, to party with an angel? <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, all right. NC Nick. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, correct that. It's it's Big Twelve, Nick, and I'm going to take you to Austin. Oh, that's Iowa's, what I was doing. It's a fun game, man. Especially since the Cyclones have won three in a row. Iowa State at Texas. Matt Campbell and company have dominated the Burt Orange of late, including last year's thirty to seven win in Ames. Do I need to tell, talk about the recruiting overrated uh, at this point at <laughs> this segment go. here, Patty C? Three straight in a row for Matt Campbell. I mean, if you're asking me to defend the recruiting rankings here, I will not because <laughs> there is not much uh, meat to work with on that bone. Um, yeah, I mean, talk about coaching chops and and player development. Matt Campbell is top of the line in both. It seems a little bit off last year. You know, didn't quite live up to the high high expectations, but um, great coach still and. Uh, our boy Sarkeesian has a lot to prove. This is a big one for him. Texas uh, also coming off the big Red River Red River rivalry shootout, if I can say that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that matters, but I, I would imagine Iowa State catches them in a, in a pretty good spot here. Yeah, and look, Matt Campbell went seven and six last year, but I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, okay, the the Oklahoma or the uh, what game was that? The the Baylor game. They completely outgained Baylor. Baylor won thirty one twenty nine. 
Uh, sure, the ten point. They, Kirk Ferentz has this number. I feel like, but uh, a couple other outings I felt like kind of came down to the wire. Um, I, I think that team was probably better than their record actually was. But hey, they they've been getting it done against Texas. Whatever it is, circle it. All right, do they win this one, guys? Prediction? Mm, Why wow. not? Sure. I want to see uh, who's starting at quarterback. Quinn Ewers, it seems like it's going to be the, what's he, gonna, he's, yeah. he's leading the race here. I'm hearing that's, that's by what's this happen. point in the come season. On, ha- come on, have you seen his mullet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, guaranteed three picks in this game. <laughs> <laughs> it is Brett Brett Favre meets Brian Bosser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're taking Texas, Patty C, to win this one? Get back on, uh, get back on the winning side of things. I don't think so. I, I think I was. I mean, I don't know. Being in Daryl Royal is a big advantage there. Um, it's going to be a really close game, but two of the last three years, it's been a close game and Iowa state's found a way to win. So I expect maybe them to con- I, I flip a coin. I don't know. I, I, pretty non-committal here. I had this ahead of, uh, of had ahead of a couple other games we had on the slate. I had ahead ahead of uh, Auburn old miss. I had it ahead of Miami, Virginia tech, basically all Patty ceased fucking draft. <laughs> um, I think it's, a, I think it's a damn good game though. I really do. Uh, Texas didn't do shit last year. How are you going to have this above? I guess almost or no, Auburn well, didn't just, either. Like just hating on Texas is fun. Yeah. Especially knowing they're leaving soon too. Yeah. Loving Iowa yeah. state and hating on Texas is uh, so, uh, all right. Well, next up it's, Auburn. I'm taking you too. Well, let's have some fun. In Provo, oh, Utah. <laughs> nice choice. Provo, nice choice. Utah, where Sam Poldport Pittman is coming into Provo. You better believe contrasting styles. How about that Arkansas baseball fan that just picked up a fucking raccoon in the middle of the game? Did you see that? Pretty gangster. Very Arkansas. Pr- pretty gangster, but then he did have to go to the emergency room <laughs> later in the up? night with a, a little a little bit of uh, rabies, I think. Um uh, nice case of rabies, but hopefully oh, yeah. the, there'll be even plenty of cases of rabies going on here. It's better than soaking. What's what's better, rabies or soaking? Uh, I would take soaking <laughs> easily. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. So, so easily soaking would be it's still very, kind of torture. It is torture. Right? You're right. Uh, <laughs> you're just looking her in the eye. I'd rather be watering from the mouth, just banging my head through a fucking wall. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> Arkansas. At BYU, this is a fun one in Provo. Kalani Sataki against Sam Poldpork Pittman. Love the coaching name matchup. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna call. Look, you don't go into what Mississippi State found out when they had Mullen. You go into Provo, you're not gonna get that dub. Cougars get it done against KJ Jefferson and uh, and the Razorbacks. What do you think? Absolutely, I think I think BYU. Molly wops them. I think, I think we're looking at a, a nice little nugget for us to work with here when we argue against the sec moving forward. Not that I, I mean, I love, I, I wouldn't be super disappointed because I actually like Pittman a lot. I, I love like Pittman he, too. I yeah. would love to see the razor, but it doesn't matter to me uh, who wins. I the enjoy game. watching yeah. the sec lose. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> Nick, what do you make of Arkansas at BYU? No, this is a fun game. I actually had a top five. So uh, I was, I had this ranked higher than several that we've already mentioned. Couple of nuggets here. First off, BYU, they have as far as returning production. If you follow Bill Connolly, he's a you know good writer on on ESPN and 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 uh, some other sites. BYU is second in the nation in returning production, eighty eight percent. They are number one on defense with ninety seven percent of the production returning, and number twenty eight on offense, including Jaron Hall, the really good quarterback. 
which uh, I think 80% of their offensive production returns. BYU was really good last year. They won double digit games last year. So this yeah. is a very, very tough game for Arkansas. Uh, and you know what? It's also the second of a back-to-back road trip because they're at Mississippi state the week before. Mm, wow. I don't know what mm. they're doing to themselves. Talk uh, about you know, a nightmare preparing for both of those schemes back to back. Seriously. Yeah, and they, if you look at, let's take a quick look, take a step back. They've never played each other too. Might I add. Never, never. Take, let's, let's take a quick look at Arkansas's out of conference schedule compared to Bama. Arkansas, who already has the, you know, the short end of the stick as far as SEC scheduling. Yeah. Thanks to the conference itself. Thank you, Mr. Sankey. <laughs> they play Cincinnati and Liberty at home. You know, two yeah. really good group of five schools. They had the one FCS game against Missouri State. Who's good? Is, they were in yeah. the FCS playoffs. That's, exactly. Uh, and then uh, at that's BYU. Road Rash face, Road Rash face uh, Bobby Petrino. Yeah, and then at BYU. That's a brutal out of conference schedule. And and, then, and and you're in the freaking SEC West. It's crazy. I mean, look, Bama plays at Texas, I guess giving credit for finally playing a, a an actual road game instead of a neutral site. But then Utah State at home. Okay. Yeah. Utah, State Utah State had a good year last year. Credit. But yeah. then ULM and Austin P. Yeah, I mean, pull up LSU. LSU gets a Florida State game in New Orleans, which is basically a home game for LSU. Yeah. Then they get Southern, the Jaguars of Southern in yeah. the SWAC. And then they get New Mexico. And uh, who's their fourth game? I'm not sure, but they get um, uh, UAB late in the season, which is decent. yeah. It's still not the same so, as that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that would be a better example. But I was I was comparing Arkansas to you know the top of the or, SEC. West, or how about but, you look at Kentucky? You want to know yeah. why Kentucky's had success? You want to know why they want to keep to an, an eight game conference yeah, schedule? Yeah, <laughs> Kentucky. Look, they're fools gold. They've been fools gold. Look, he's doing a great job there. But they they schedule Louisville and normally a Mac and CUSA and FCS game in Lexington. And yeah. they're not normally, it's normally like Akron. It's not, it's not, it's not your top teams. Yeah. So, uh, and strategically place them. Yes. And then, <laughs> Hey, it's a winning formula. And Mark Stoops keeps collecting that. He's got one of the best contracts in sports only like this. I think if he wins seven games, he gets like an extra million dollars or something. So they I mean, know what they know what they're doing. Shout out to Mark <laughs> they, Stoops. They it is genius. not a, a, an yeah. accident. They do this on purpose. Um, all right, Patty C. Well, there's two games on the schedule that I'm looking at here, but I'm I'm taking over the uh, the moniker of ACC Pat uh, from Nick this week, <laughs> and we are going to Tallahassee. Uh, and maybe it's the TMZ in me that loves the name oh, recognition. Man, but well, well, you know, this is the book game. The book game. Oh, and there this the is the reading. book game <laughs> where where a Florida State fan. <laughs> <laughs> was reading a fucking novel in the middle of a third uh, a third quarter matchup against the Clemson Tigers because Clemson was up so much. Shirt, shirtless is like catching some rays. <laughs> Re- reading a novel, classic. And by the way, these it was a curious George book because it was a Florida State fan. Let's be honest. Clemson has won Ooh, six in a row, six in a row, and only one of them was by one score or less. Well, guess what? Last year you watched this game closely. You said Florida State had the lead late and should have taken this game. But they did what Florida State did, has been doing lately. Found a way to squander this. Uh, Clemson played everyone close last year, I feel like. Um fair enough. I just think that this year we're going to see uh a different Florida State potentially. Uh, they did improve at the end of last year. 
Um, still trying to sell us on that, Nick. You believe that? He's still trying to sell us on that. Dude, I did a little bit of a deep dive here, and if I can interject, yeah. In the last five years, overall, Florida State is twenty six and thirty three. Okay. Mm. If you're looking at at total wins, not conference wins, but total wins in the ACC, that is eleventh out of fourteen. Mm. There's only three teams in the ACC with less total wins than Florida State. That is Duke, Syracuse, and Georgia Tech. How the mighty have fallen. Won a mm. national championship nine years ago. Okay. How far have they fallen so yeah. quickly? That's How, crazy. The, the whole thing about it is you can fall far quickly, but you still are less than a decade removed from a national championship. You can't be that bad. It's it's there's no, no they're twenty six and thirty three in the last five years. Yeah. They're that bad. <laughs> Dude, but they still beat a decent Miami team last year. They, like you said, they should have beaten a ten and three Clemson team last year. They kept up with an eleven and one and went to overtime with eleven and one Notre Dame last year. They also uh, lost to Jacksonville State. They who beat was North Carolina last the year. Last year, look, if still- it was one or two years, okay, but to have a such a precipitous drop in five, for five straight years is crazy. I mean, like, what is wrong with the program in Tallahassee? Well, they're is just just a head coach. I mean, what's what the hell's going well, on? I'm sure you know a, a head coach and getting buy-in from the players. I mean, they they had some head cases, but year three, often a coach will uh, get things turned around a little bit. That's what Norvell is looking at. He's had some time to instill his. I, but I actually think you want to talk Brian Harson potentially being fired. Pull up Florida State's 2022 schedule after Duquesne, who by the way beat an FBS last year, right? Which I think Florida State will beat Duquesne. I think Florida State. Sure hope so. I, I I think Florida State's gonna lose in in the uh, Superdome, and then this one of those dumbass quote unquote neutral site games um, should be even Baton Rouge. But um, I think they lose that. I think they're probably gonna lose at Louisville. I think Louisville's got a better team right now. Mm, That's maybe. a toss up. Toss well, up. I, I just feel like Malik Cunningham coming back is true. I, big, I just yeah. think Louisville's ahead of them right now. Boston College with Jerkovic and Zay Flowers returning. I think in BC's a better team right now. Uh, then you add Wake Forest with Clawson. Ooh, yeah, they have a tough little. Then you have there. at NC State, who I just read a publication today had them top ten, <laughs> and then uh, and then Clemson. Florida I mean, State might be one of Mike five. Norvell might not even coach this fucking game. <laughs> but but if Florida State does take a step forward, and you know they're they're the team they were even like I don't know a year or two after, which I I don't know I, I'd have to look how what they were, but. All that to say, Clemson is being projected by some to go to the playoff. Any trip to Tallahassee should have a full uh, set of stands there. It's going to be a tough environment for Clemson Clemson to win it. Yeah, I mean, I think is, is Deion Sanders going to be the next head coach at Florida State? That might happen. That might be the other thing to look out for with this game. <laughs> I think this game's way too early, though, man. I could care. I like this is one of these. I, I mean, I guess I just think it's going to be a blowout. I just think Florida State's not there yet, but but Let me ask you're you right. You're right because Clemson, I think, is starting to lose its edge. I think it could be a good game. How many other well, games on the slate involve two teams that have won a, a national championship in the last decade? Okay, but Florida State's was a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. No, that, I mean, no, that is a, a good gimmick. question here. <laughs> yeah, they this went to really, the ACC. They didn't have to play a fourteen playoff. The year this is really a barometer for Clemson, if anything. Let's yeah, see yeah. where Clemson's at. Yeah, you know, was last year an aberration, and the, you know, I mean, it wasn't like they had an awful year last year. I think they still won like nine games or ten games or something, but still, they did not look like the Clemson that well, we it, were it, used to seeing. And they lost both coordinators. Yeah. Um. They. How about this? I mean, cl- look at Clemson last year. They beat Georgia Tech by six points, and Georgia Tech 
that they did that on a goal line stand. Georgia Tech was about to win that thing, fifteen to fourteen, right? Oh no, you're right. I mean, they played every game close. Yeah, they so. beat Boston College by six. They beat Syracuse by three. Syracuse missed a game tying field goal to send that to overtime. Thank and you. Let me tell you, it wasn't the defense. Their defense was still good. It was the offense. So uh, good luck, UVA and Tony Elliott and Patty C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the offense has uh, been okay before. I, I have a longer memory than one year. I okay. guess. I guess this game. I, yeah, I shouldn't hate on where it's played because. I feel like this one might be interesting because the stakes. We're going to learn about Clemson and we're going to learn if Mike Norvell is even going to be coaching there. You know, so we'll see. It'll be right. fun if Dion went to Florida State. I'll be honest. If, if if he's on the, if Norvell, God, I have nothing against him, but if he's on the verge of losing his job and Deion Sanders is up on the uh, hiring block, I hope he loses and I hope he gets killed by Clemson. <laughs> um, all right, pick 10, NC Nick. NC Nick, are you there? Are you there? I think he's freezing up. We're having technical difficulties. It wouldn't be an episode without <laughs> without some North Carolina thunderstorms. <laughs> Tornadoes. Uh, yeah, tornado warning in North Carolina. Uh, NC Nick, yeah. uh, you are up pick ten. What are you doing? All right, it's about time we talk about a weekday game. I told you, don't call me NC Nick anymore. Call me Big Twelve Nick. Oh, uh, let me tell you this: the the Baylor Bears have never won in Morgantown. Ooh. Never. Wow. Oof. Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. I love the Thursday matchups. I don't care about NFL Thursday night. I'll be watching this game. Uh yeah, I mean, these teams only played 10 times, obviously, with West Virginia kind of being new to the Big 12. Uh the Mountaineers lead the series six and four, and they're a clean five and zero oh at home. Morgantown's and gonna Mor- be lit for this. Little, oh, dude, prime time Thursday yeah. night? Yeah. I, it's I college. Want to go to it's this. a start. The start of the weekend. That'd be a fun game to go to. It, it would be. So Baylor won last year, forty-five twenty. It was in Waco. Expect at least a close game here. Expect. I mean, come on. This is a great Thursday night game here. Yeah. This is played where it should be, if not a little bit higher. I'm on board, Patty. See your thoughts, uh, Baylor, West Virginia. Only thing about this is. Uh, West Virginia has been a little bit underwhelming. I will say that Morgantown makes a big difference. Um, And it, like Nick said, that's a crazy stat. If Baylor's never won there Um, and, and, and can Baylor uh, maintain because, you know, obviously it's been due to coaching turnover that they've had some down years, but, and typically they perform very well, but who knows if they have the consistency, maybe last year was a little flash in the pan. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, Neil Brown, Neil Brown, will he be coaching? He's kind of in the in the Norvell camp. This is a huge year for him. It's I, too early for him to get fired. Mid-season. Yeah, I think they would give him the whole year. Yeah, but this is a huge opportunity. West Virginia's got some other big time Thursday night games uh, this year against West Virginia. I'm sorry, against uh, Virginia Tech and against Pittsburgh. Um, backyard brawl. Back, Talk so, about yeah. ingratiating yourself to the fans. Beat both of them. He he'll be back next year if they go two and ten and beat Virginia Tech and Pitt. <laughs> right, good point. Good point. All right, uh, all right. Well, then it goes to me. Here we go, folks. I am taking you to uh, Lexington, Kentucky. I just talked some shit about go. him. I just talked some shit about him, but get this: they are well. They're if they can get this win. Against Coach Leach, friend of the program, Mike Leach, uh, they will be 
25 and 25 all time. Cause currently Mississippi state's 25 and 24 against Kentucky, Mississippi state won it last year, 31, 17 in Starkville the year prior. They, uh, they lost in Lexington 24 to two. Um, it has been a little bit back and forth, two and two in their last four. Well, what's uh, funny is actually is that Kentucky's won in the last six games. Kentucky's won all three in Lexington, while Mississippi State has won all three in Stark Vegas. Mm. It's almost like home field advantage matters. <laughs> yeah, just slightly. Uh, you're seeing that with the USFL, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, Miss. Uh, what do you What do you guys think of this game? Off a little bit off the radar, but you know, I think it's a big year. Mike Leach. I was. Uh, I was chatting it up with some Mississippi State fans on Twitter that are very optimistic about their team this year, uh, and obviously Kentucky. People talk talking Will Levis, top ten pick. Sign me up for Mississippi State at Kentucky. Patty, see your thoughts. Well, I'm looking at this, and it looks like out of the last five games, none of them have been within two touchdowns or even three touchdowns. It looks like on no, a couple have been within two touchdowns. So, uh, but not particularly close games, the home team completely dominating. That looks good for Kentucky here. Um, But obviously year three, a big year for Leach. Traditionally, I obviously we said year four is his big jump. Yeah. His biggest jump. Uh, But I do expect year three to be a big one for him. So uh, and you know what? This could also be if they're searching for these uh, divisional pod rivals, what have you, and this game is as competitive as it has been, then maybe this uh, becomes an annual thing. You know, I guess it already is, but yeah. no, it isn't. They uh, no, they they play every year. They right? play every year. Are yeah. they are they current cross yeah. division yeah, rivals? Cross yeah. Division. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I don't know. I just think it's a pretty good game. I think I think when you're getting to, to this point, there's a drop off. I think this is the first one of that drop off. But I still think it's a good game, and I'm excited yeah. to watch Coach Leach. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I, I had it as a top ten game myself. I mentioned uh, BYU as far as their returning production. Uh, Mississippi State, yeah, year three under Leach, and also year three if I can find my camera. Uh, and the, also the top ranked SEC school as far as returning production, seventy eight percent of their production return. So watch out. All, all things are leading up to this. So, but. That is a tricky road trip. So yeah, should be should be. A, uh... Uh, I think tide turning. I see as I remember, I was raised in the desert, but tides kind of turn. It's easy to see a tide turn. <laughs> Did I say those words? Did I say those words? Could this be a big year for Coach Leach? We shall see. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm very excited. All right, Patty C. So I am taking us to Fort Worth, Texas, where the Horn Frogs of TCU will be hosting the uh, defending Sugar Bowl champion, Oklahoma State Cowboys um, in a big game. I mean, TCU didn't have a great last few years, but they are still an elite potential program. Um, (laughs) We're down to number 12 here. We're talking about potentially elite programs. Oklahoma State, however, Depending on if you view Sugar Bowl wins as elite, uh, does I mean they score. were an inch away from the playoffs or the invitation, whatever the fuck you want to say. But um, or what? 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 No, did they? No, they were Fiesta Bowl champs. Sorry, Baylor beat uh, uh, Ole Miss in the yeah. Sugar Bowl. That's yeah. right. They beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Equally impressive. Um, do I think uh, M- uh, Mike Gundy's squad will be ready for this and favored? Sh- certainly, but going to Fort Worth could be tough. 
It can, it can. And Sonny Dykes, you know, he can dial up an offense. The question is, is can they play any defense without Gary Patterson there? Nick, Oklahoma State at TCU. You're a Big Twelve hater traditionally. Not so far this episode, buddy. That's true. <laughs> uh, it was sixty-three seventeen last year. <laughs> Here's there's what a I'm new sheriff in town. <laughs> like we said, uh, what was what was uh, uh, homies? Uh, sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> what was Gary Patterson's hit song? <laughs> she uh, couldn't handle yeah. my blitz. <laughs> she couldn't handle my blitz and loves nothing but a three-three-five defense uh, coming to you uh, by way yeah, of DJ so, Dundee. What's no, that? but anyway. Uh, I don't expect that lopsided of a game this go around, but it's not on my list of much of must watch games. I had it at rank, rank number 20th. So this is where big 12 hater Nick will come out. <laughs> mm, there mm, it is. There you go. All right. Well, NC Nick, maybe, maybe you'll have something to say about what you had higher than it right here. I get my chance. Yes. Am I up? Well, oh, come on, man. All right. So you guys are gonna give me shit. Everyone's gonna give me shit. I don't care. <laughs> UNC at Duke. It's about time. <laughs> it's a basketball <laughs> rivalry. <laughs> uh, look. All right. So I w- did my little research on this, and this series, this rivalry, kind of shows in a nutshell Cliff's tenure at Duke. Okay. So he took over the program that was at the very bottom of all college football in 2008. He lost his first game, his first four games to the heels. Makes sense. He's kind of building up the program. Then he won five out of the next seven. Impressive. But then we start to see the decline of Cutcliffe, and they lost the last three. You know, the last three years. So two uh, of which by thirty points or more over the yeah, last exactly. two years. They weren't even very close. You know, so it's a big game for Duke here. It's a big game for Elko in year one. Sure, I'm playing it higher than everybody else because. <laughs> Of where I live and my allegiance to Duke, so suck it. All right. <laughs> uh, that's very, very, uh, very Ric Flair like there. Gotta throw <laughs> some personal flavor in there, you know. It's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio, looking at a guy out here hollering my name <laughs> when last year I spent more money on spilled spill liquor. liquor. In bars from one side of this world to the other, than you made. You're talking to the Rolex. Just play it all. Wearing. It's just so good. Diamond ring wearing. Kiss stealing. Woo! We plowed every chick in the audience after this. Jet flying. Son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. The the end with the alligators. He took Halle Berry to Space Mountain. Um, uh, yeah, UNC Duke. This is obviously, you know, this is terrible. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's it's a rivalry. I can appreciate that. Fourth place in the coastal implications here. <laughs> hey, 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 I can still remember exactly where I was when Jamison Crowder caught that touchdown in the waning seconds in 2012 that took Duke that would Duke beat UNC in the last game of the season. To hit their first bowl game in like forever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Elko takes it. I was in back. Charlotte actually at, at a UNC bar. So you were the so only we person that remembers. One that. more time. Suck it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it goes to uh, your good old boy Dundee. And uh, when Dundee happened, he was a superstar. That's right, folks. And that's why I'm going to take you to uh, let's have a little fun 
look, uh, you call me crazy here. No, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to West Lafayette, where I think this game is going to be of significance in the Big Ten West because I do think Scotty Frost is going to salvage his job in Lincoln, Nebraska. He, they travel to West Lafayette, Indiana, to take on Aiden O'Connell and the Purdue Boilermakers. This could be a high octane Jeff Brown's offense against Mark Whipple. Underrated, underrated little matchup here. Definitely better than the previous two games played. <laughs> Give me Nebraska at Purdue. Nick, your thoughts? No, it's played where it should be. Uh, a couple things here. Well, first off, the Purdue's won three out of the last four. I think they've established a clear pecking order in the Big Ten West, where Purdue is above Nebraska right now, and it's at home. And I like this Purdue team coming into the year. It's also the second of back-to-back road games for Nebraska because they're at Rutgers the week before, but uh, it's a fun game. But I, I think I think Purdue wins. I don't, I'm not ready to say that. I think this is a, a shoot. I am ready to say it. Go Boilermakers! I think this will be chaos. This is going to be a lot of offense. Um, I don't know who wins it. You got to remember that the best three and eight team ever, or best three and nine team ever last year. Uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Colby's still holding on to Frost, Patty. She's nine, on. nine, one possession losses. Nine, one, or one, yeah. one score losses. Yeah, one score losses, including to playoff teams. Yeah, you I know, mean, like, but he's still holding on to Frost. Hey, he's got to salvage it. Mark Whipple, Trev Albert's going to look like a genius after this year. What a huge, <laughs> uh, huge year. I mean, they don't really go on a true road game until. October seventh this year, the, and this would be the second in a row. Well, they play a game in Ireland in week zero, but yeah, yeah, it's not. It's neutral. That's a true neutral side of game, I would say. <laughs> but um, what's it called? Uh, who would have thought Nebraska would have uh, been truly behind Purdue by this point in their tenure in the Big Ten? Let That's, me ask you this: Nebraska or Florida State? Who's been better over the past five years? Mm, I want to say Nebraska ooh, on I the. I think Nebraska test. has. Well, I gave you the Florida State record earlier. Give me that Nebraska record. That's kind of hard to pull up on the fly here, but probably much better. No, I think they had pretty damn similar. I think they had a nine-win year with Pelini, though, right? They haven't lost to any FBS schools or FCS FCS schools. That's true. Um, But uh, yeah, so damn. But that was damn Pelini. I mean, that was a while ago. No, Riley in 2016 won nine games. Uh, but after that, four and eight, four and eight, five and seven, three and five, three and nine. They're on the same level. They're they on the same worse, level. They, they might be worse. Well, they play in the Big Ten. I, so they haven't. They fired him for what? Winning nine every single year, and they haven't won more than five. They filed. They would love to win nine games. Look, they fired Bo Pelini after doing this: nine and four, ten and four, ten and four, nine and four, ten and four, nine and four, <laughs> nine and wow. four. Wow! Wow! Unbelievable. <laughs> Un what fucking idiots. believable, what fucking idiots. There's nothing else you can say about it. Yeah, They're who's fucking who's idiots? The, uh, Nebraska guy at uh, SGPN? Is it, is it Cody? Yeah, Cody Zeeb. Shout out to Cody. Cody. Zeeb. Listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. What's up, man? Sorry, I don't mean to shit on <laughs> well, Nebraska that hard. I like them. Well, well even worse, that's not even their worst firing of the century. It was Frank Solich. Because listen to Solich: nine and four, twelve and one, ten and two. 11 and two loss in the national championship, seven and seven, and then 10 and three and fired. <laughs> you guys had your delusional fan bases argument. Did you mention Nebraska? We did. We did. Oh, we thank did. You. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, a big year for Frost. Big year for That's Frost. That's bu- beyond delusional. That's like unless you're winning the national championship, <laughs> you're you're out. And by the way, Frank Solich went to Ohio, and now he's on the cusp. You know, he's in the college. The College Football Hall of Fame said they're going. When did? What's that? <laughs> Say that again. I'm sorry. NC Nick, you still there? New Seven. He's this this fucking North Carolina internet stuff. I mean, it's just crazy Stone here. Age. It's crazy here. NC Nick, are you with us? Uh, he's he's loading up. Are you with us, NC Nick? Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Well, Nick, what were you saying there? You're back. What, what what were you saying? Nebraska become Alabama. It's it's not 1989 anymore. Yeah. Uh, Dean Stein cooler is not walking through that door. Uh, <laughs> next up, uh, Patty C is on the clock. What are you doing here? Well, speaking of Bama, let's let's go to Knoxville, where the uh, Crimson Tide will be meeting the Volunteers in a big time matchup. Uh, should Tennessee kind of be improving like we expect them to be? Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think of this game? I, I I thought there was a chance that Tennessee could be like Michigan State this year, but I do think you're playing it in the spot where you have to play it. This yeah. is this is an ancient rivalry. Agreed. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they haven't been that close lately. Oh, well, Bama's won 15 in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 52, 24, 48, 17, 35, 13. 58 21 Tennessee fans are just cringing every time you read one seven. off. Do I do I need to go on? Alan yeah. Cooley? I mean Alan Cooley, you out there? Yeah, Alan Cooley is he's not not on this weekend. He's not out there. He's getting hammered just yeah, listening to yeah. this. Yeah. Um shout out to Alan Cooley. Uh yeah, I mean, you gotta play it here because it's I'll probably watch, we'll have it on at God's Eye in the all studio right. here at SGPN. But Alabama's most played rival of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this all online because you know, uh, you know, I I grew up with one of my good friends being a Bama fan, and Alabama LSU was actually not a rivalry really until the two thousands. Yeah. So Tennessee was one of the big games. I remember yeah. in the mid nineties, you know, going to his house and it was the Tennessee matchup. It was the uh, the Auburn was obviously number one, but it was Tennessee. You know, uh, and and even Florida, I feel like, was more of a game than the LSU one. And now you've had kind of all this shit change and, and Bama's just rolled them dude from 95 to 2004, uh, Tennessee won nine out of 10 Wow, <laughs> Alabama though. I mean, these games have been ugly. Only what two, two in the past 15 have been by a score or, or less this year though. I mean, especially being at Tennessee, I th- we're thinking more positive, a positive about the Tennessee program. So there's a chance that this one is closer than expected. I, I think it, it will at least be closer than the last few years. Yeah. I mean, if Hypo wins this, are they going to do just like uh, they said, Texas is back when they uh, beat Notre Dame in the season opener is Tennessee back. If Hypo wins this, that would be a huge freaking win. Let me tell you. Yeah. That would be massive. talking about, you know, getting the boosters to open up their pockets. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. That really would. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I think you had to play it there. It makes sense. So uh, yeah, next up, yeah. NC Nick, you are on the clock, buddy. Well, let me just stick with the uh, weekday games. I got Fun Belt Wednesday coming for you. I got 
the uh, the new arrival, Marshall, the Thundering Herd, which is a perfect fit for the conference. They're hosting last year's Sun Belt champion, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. I love me some Fun Belt. I love me some Wednesday night football. Sign me up here. I'm in. And look, we were just in uh, some Twitter arguments uh, about our coaching. By the way, check out. Uh, go to. Uh, uh, TCE on SGPN on Twitter to see our coaching rankings for each conference. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Charles Huff seven and six uh, season has proven more than uh, Terry Bowden's eleven and zero season yeah. at Auburn. Yeah, and, and uh, Akron's only bowl season too. Delusional. Like, let take it. Pump the brakes on 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 Huff here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. East Carolina took care of them last year. He huffed and he puffed and he lost. All right. Uh, No, this is great. Uh, uh, The Sun Belt. We talked about how much we are excited about the new Sun Belt and what's happening with college football. You know, we might not like some of the other realignment, but one thing we do like is the new Sun Belt. I think it's one of our favorite conferences. Well, their approach is great. You know, screw screw the big market. Yeah, go for the go to what makes college football unique. Go to the go for the passion. Yeah, exactly. If I'm not mistaken, this is the first Wednesday night game of the year too. Why? Who knows? Why? Well, I don't know. Give yeah. us a well, fucking Wednesday night game every week, please. College football. When are you going to make pick Dundee commissioner? All right. When? Uh, you think both of these teams are taking this game seriously? Both teams coming off a bye for this one. Mm, there we go. Well, uh, whenever there's a Wednesday, Wednesday, game, do, I guess you kind of have to. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I think you're playing it in the right spot there. You could argue maybe a couple others, Is but this I mean, the biggest Wednesday night football game of all times. No, probably not. I'm sure there's been something as big as I can remember. I don't even remember Wednesday football really ever happening. Sunbelt has been doing Wednesday games. Past the Mac years. does it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a big. It's a pretty big game though. I mean, you got TMZ you paid got two. You got two here. good, two good teams here. TMZ Pat hates the Mac. Absolutely <laughs> hates the Mac. I mean, it's just because all the teams are interchangeable on any given year. Yeah. <laughs> and J- we should make and, it fun. And but. we should mention that JMU. I read that article. You know, they weren't that far away from joining the fucking Mac. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> They're way more fun in the Sun Belt. Smart but move. I, Smart move. I'll uh, say this. Like, I mean, for for the teams eighty through one thirty most years, maybe like seventy through one thirty, uh, it would be nice if there was a little separation so that I can at least know what to look for. Other than that, I'm just watching a clusterfuck, which I I'm learning to appreciate. I'll give Nick you that. Saban, Urban Meyer, PJ Fleck. I mean, how many great coaches started in the Mac? Appreciate it. I I, I do. I, I'm Dave Doran, Col- Colby. I'll give Colby credit for this shit. He 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 likes uh, the randomness. I'll be honest. There are several times I would rather watch a Mac game than a Power Five game. Well, like, I'm times. not gonna lie. Yeah. Like when the Mac plays on Saturday, obviously it gets way lost. But tell me some some Tuesday Maction. Yeah, give me like Wednesday a game Maction? at Northern Hell Illinois. Yeah. Well, the the, the Definitely. place gets lit in the snow. It is much more enjoyable to me than than several several than Alabama, Kentucky. Absolutely, I'm not going to go as far as, yeah. as as hipster Colby, but still, maxing on Tuesday, Wednesday. I left my up. glasses at home. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, next up, <laughs> DJ Dundee here, and I am taking you to G Vegas. Greenville, <laughs> North go. Carolina, because Ryan Silverchild, he is going to get fired from Memphis because you're going to find out in the coming years. You already found out Fuente couldn't cut it. Well, guess what? Fuente was still the best coach Memphis had. Norvell, 
He ain't going to cut it at Florida state and silverfish. He isn't going to cut it down there with Memphis. So ECU is here to stay. Mike Houston's built this thing. He had to, he had to build this after this disaster from this Duke implant. Uh, So uh, ECU waxes Memphis. You saw, I don't know if you've been following the college baseball playoffs. Hilarious when the the UVA players were were saying it. Oh man, this this environment's toxic. The players are calling us out. The fans are calling us out. Right? <laughs> I heard it was only four fans with like uh, the. It wasn't even the ECU game, Nick. You know how they play the regionals? Like there's there. So ECU was the hosting site. Yeah. UVA was playing another. It was it was not uh, ECU. And the ECU fans went to boo the shit out of the UVA fans. They didn't show oh, yeah. up. Were, <laughs> I love ECU. <laughs> there was like four, apparently four dudes with microphones in the stands, just <laughs> talking just a ton of shit, harassing. Yeah, but that, that is college. That is that is why this game is charting here because Memphis is going to go there thinking, oh, Big Twelve, look at us. They're going to get the tar beaten out of them in Greenville, Mike Houston style. Give me Memphis at. East Carolina as my play. I like it. NC Nick, your thoughts. Well, first off, I mean, ECU won this game in Memphis last year, 30 to 29 in overtime. If you remember, I did after ECU scored the touchdown with the first possession in overtime, Memphis scored a touchdown, then went for two, but they came up short. So uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, silver heel, I think is <laughs> on the decline for Memphis. So why not? Go with your guys from Greenville. Give me ECU here. There we go. Patty C. Memphis at ECU. I mean, yeah, I just think that you're right. The energy is coming back to ECU, and that's a dangerous thing. And Memphis uh, teetering potentially on the edge of slipping a little in the standings. I do think it's important for them to get all the wins they can and still uh, build that resume for the potential Big 12 invite as that might expand. But uh, ECU, what are they going for? They're going for the top SEC bid. Yeah, it's uh, ACC. Come on! When we beat NC State Week One after this preseason top ten talk, come on. We'll see what well, happens when well, Dave Doran comes down me. to Greenville. You lost me, Colby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Patty C, you are on the clock. Oh, let's let's go with the, a game that has had some implications in recent years. I know years. where he's going. Uh, I mean, it, it probably should be higher than certainly ECU versus Memphis. <laughs> We're talking about uh, South Bend, Indiana, uh, where Stanford is visiting Notre Dame. Are we going to sit here and act like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Is this the forced rivalry after Miami wouldn't play them? They're like, no. hey, play Stanford every year. It wasn't uh, Miami not playing uh, Notre oh, Dame. Yeah, it was Notre, Notre Dame, Dame not, not playing, playing Miami. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say. Look, it, it is the force rivalry. It's part of Notre Dame's like West Coast season-ending recruiting. Here's a perfect example: Louisiana Marshall. I would rather watch than Stanford Notre Dame. Agreed. You are a Stanford hater. That's what there's something inherently boring about Stanford at Notre Dame. <laughs> it's true. It just doesn't. It doesn't fit. It's just yeah. a bunch of squares playing yeah, football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean. Stanford was kind of on a roll. They won what seven of nine games between Oh nine and 17, but the Irish have won the last three and they've been blowouts. Yeah. It's competitive. It, if, if nothing else is competitive and it often has been for stakes. I know Nick just said they've been blowouts and I kind of expect that to continue in South Bend, but Stanford is always full of surprises, whether it be USC or Notre Dame, they somehow get up for these games. 
I will tell you that a, a couple times have been thrown out here in this week. This is one of them. So this is prime time, seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. Okay, but okay. I'm telling you, there, there's one other Mountain West game which is on about the same time that I'd rather watch more, which we'll get to later. We will get to right after this because I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I do. It is a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their brand new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players you, you, you like and pick the over under on their stat projection number of points in a basketball game, hits in a baseball game. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the amount of money you put in. And it's great. It's got this built-in group chat where you can play with your buddies. You can have a contest to play with your buddies, talk shit in the group chat. It's a lot of fun. So stop what you're doing and download the sleeper app now to play their new over under game. And uh, yeah, look on your mobile phone right now, join our listener group at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's right. Join our squad and get a hundred percent deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. All right, folks, hang on for a second. Side two of the college football experience coming right now.